Are you ready to stop riding the emotional elevator of life? Are you ready to learn how to elevate your emotions that keep you psychologically traumatized or in an addictive behavior? You are in the right place. Here is your host, Sandy Bird, trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach of the Emotional Elevator Show. Well, welcome everyone. Happy 2024. I am Sandy Bird. I am the host of Emotional Elevator. And tonight the topic is, of course, like a lot of topics during the first week of the new year, is the New Year's resolutions. And are they good? Are they bad? They're neither. Not to me. They're neither. There are good sides to New Year's resolutions and there are bad sides to New New Year's resolutions. But first, I want to start off with the two leading New Year's resolutions, of course, are lose weight and go to the gym. Those are both great, great things to incorporate in your life. But to wait into a New Year's to do it, I don't think so. But the flip side to that is when you start going to the gym or go on a weight loss plan, what are you doing to elevate yourself to get to that? So what I mean is, are you just buying in to the New Year's resolution or are you diving into the New Year's resolution? I'm going to stumble on that tonight because that is the biggest, I want to say, not failure or success, but that is the biggest that you have to do is dive into it. Because when we just say, okay, yeah, for three months, oh, I can lose weight. Can, I know I can. But when it comes down to why, number one, why do I need need to lose weight? Is there a reason I want to lose weight? What is it that I'm seeing that maybe others aren't seeing? And it's encompassing all that. And that is the big thing with New Year's resolutions that I struggle, is the good word, struggle to really have people come to me and go, yeah, I want I want us to work on a New Year's resolution for me. Well, you are. When you're working with me, you're diving into what creates addictions or trauma responses in yourself. So, of course, as everyone has heard, I am a emotional eater. I'm in recovery of emotional eating. So for me now, well, can I work on a weight loss plan? Yes. Have I recently lost 15 pounds? Yes. Why? It wasn't that I set for a goal because I didn't know. I went to a recent doctor's appointment and I got on the scale because I had to. I'm not one of the, I'm one of those that, oh, do I really have to get on that scale? Because I don't want to have the reaction that I used to, it would trigger me and going and then stepping on and her going, wow, you've lost like 13 pounds. Well, that was like two months ago. And I know I've lost more than more than that because of my clothes. But now if someone says, Hey, do this challenge with me. I'm okay with it. Why? Because I dove into why I struggled with weight loss and why I could easily lose 20, 30 pounds if I was doing some diet with somebody. Um, I found out two years ago, I can't really do keto because there are different hormones and different um, levels of things in my body that don't do well with eating a high fat diet. 
learned that the hard way, but I challenge myself. And I do that a lot where I do pick up something like that. But also New Year's resolutions to me are, why do we start the, at the new year? If we want to start something, why don't we start at any time? And that's why that this is a big topic for me. And like I said, coming from being an emotional eater and embracing that to now just losing the weight, loving my body as it is unconditionally, loving the parts of me that I used to see in a very negative light and embracing it and loving that part of my body and not and now seeing what I see and others see. And that's a big part about New Year's resolutions that a lot of people get into them, but don't dive into them. Like they'll buy into it. Oh, I'll go get a gym membership and I'll go to the gym and I'll do this. But is there a reason why you don't like going to the gym? Or when you were younger, maybe someone called you lazy or something. So you, you took that on as your identity and that's why you don't go to the gym. So that's where New Year's resolutions to me seem to be a misconception. And that's why like being an emotional eater that I was, I'm in recovery. And I say that because it was an addiction for me. It was not just, oh yeah, but it was an addiction that was not a substance or alcohol because I come from addiction behavior. Another topic, and I've already talked about this on my podcast, everyone has some form of an addiction. But being in recovery, excuse me, of emotional eating for years, I did New Year's resolutions. I did challenges throughout the year. Um, do a challenge with us to take this or that. I'm not going to mention any of the products, um, but to do these certain diets. And I was successful. Um using quotations right now, I was successful because I lost maybe 10, 15 pounds. But then when I got triggered, I gained it back and I stopped it. Or I started being like, what does everyone not think I'm fine? I'm fine just the way I am. So I'm not doing this. So then I got to that point where I just didn't do them because it was like, you know what? I liked myself the way I was, even though I didn't like myself the way I was. That's another complexity of getting on these resolutions, New Year's resolutions. Uh, it's the same thing as the gym. If you ever took on the identity of I'm lazy, I'm not strong, you're weak, you're a wimp, and then you start going to the gym to prove something to yourself, you need to embrace those deep-rooted, deep-seated feelings around that journey. Because if you don't, yeah, you could work out and you could continue to work out. And until you start changing the mindset, one day you're just going to be like, you know what? I I'm just done. But when you learn to love like the gym, the weight loss or whatever your new year's resolution is, when you start to love it, but also work on inside your internal resolution and that's why this was such a big topic for me and going to classes going doing i um did a breath work on new year's day night was that was wrapped around letting go of 2023 and bringing in 2024 and the biggest 
topic for my breath work was that we, I got them to bubble balloon and let go of those seated, deep rooted, deep seated feelings, thoughts, beliefs, and emotions that they're holding on to from 2023. That's the only way to start bringing in feelings of joy in those good feelings is you've got to just start getting rid of the negative because as we all know, you put, can put clean water on dirty water. And at one point, yeah, the clean water might stay on top a little bit, but then the dirty water is going to take over the clean water. Same thing as putting oil and water in a cup. What's going to happen? They don't just get swell. The oil will take over. And that's what those deep rooted deep-seated feelings, emotions, triggers, thoughts of ourselves when it comes to the New Year's resolutions. That's why we can easily go and get those gym memberships and go into the gym and start working out and being, oh, I got this. And then all of a sudden, one day it turns around going, something triggers, triggers us. And then we stop doing that New Year's resolution. So New Year's resolutions are great when we combine the New Year's resolution with working on those deep-rooted, deep-seated feelings, emotions, beliefs, conditions. And that's what this topic was so important to me because a lot of people stopped doing New Year's resolutions or do some, and then every time they fail, it just heightens what they were believing in the first place. And that's what I work with a lot of clients about is, A, I really, really strongly um, help people choose when you're going to start. Don't say a New Year's resolution, say a new attitude plan, something different. Because New Year's resolutions, you know, everyone starts on this high and then a month later, no one's talking about it. It's talking about it and keeping yourself accountable to it, but not just accountable for the resolution you set forward. It's accountable for what are you doing to make this resolution or this change successful? What are you doing internally to change to make yourself successful? It's It has this goes back to a lot of the addiction you can take someone and put them in a institution or get them into therapy and get them into rehab. That was the word I was looking for. Sorry, I was stumbling. Rehab and they are successful because they're doing it for somebody or they're doing it because they have to do it or they got a DUI. So they're doing this because they got a DUI and then they come out and within a year, if they're getting another DUI or their, you know, families faced with it and go, this is your last opportunity. This is your last chance. The problem with that is, is that they're already feeling that. So what have we done? We're just compiling on top of what they're already feeling. And that's what New Year's resolution is to me completely about. It's basically sending someone with, a belief, a feeling, a thought that they want to resolve it, resolution, resolve it, but they don't have the tools 
to resolve it. And like I said, the number two New Year's resolutions are the gym and losing weight. And yes, they can correlate. But if you don't have that healthy attitude with yourself or that healthy relationship with your inner self, your success rate is not, it, it might be great. Like if you're very competitive, if that's one of your attributes, you're very competitive. I'm very competitive. So if I'm in a challenge and I can lose 20 pounds and possibly be thrown in this hat and then I win something, wow, that's great. Did it change the way I felt about myself? No, because what did I do going into it? I used an attribute that is strong within me. It's a challenge. It's it's a challenge. It's a competition. And I can win competitions. So that's why when it comes down to these resolutions, if it's something that you're not diving in deep, your success rate might be very high, but then you come back to those old feelings and beliefs unless you're working on those deep-rooted, deep-seated feelings that you have deep down because that's exactly what a resolution is. It's basically a competition with yourself. Can you strive for this? Can you, I mean, why else are all these gyms have dollar specials as of New Year's Day? Why don't they run the dollar specials at Thanksgiving? Some of them do a Black Friday sale for the gym, but why don't they do the sales then? Because most people don't buy into it then. They buy into it because of we've, again, commercialized, we've again turned a New Year's resolution into something that's something materialistic, commercial, commercialized. So we strive for these New Year's resolutions. How many people listen to... Um, radio or something and or you're watching a show or even a lifetime movie and they say yeah what is your what is your new year's resolutions oh i'm writing down that i'm gonna find the love of my life or da, 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 da. and we're prompting you to do the same thing because whatever we sometimes hear we embrace as part of us so that's why a lot of times and i wish i could remember where i was where they were really amping up New Year's resolutions and you have you started writing your New Year's resolutions? Well, no, because I don't do New Year's resolutions. I I just come up with sometimes a word for the new year, and that's what I focus on for that year. And that seems to work more because it's a word that I can encompass in so many things. Like last year, my word for the year was family first. And I put family first. I did vacations with family. I helped out more and honored my mother-in-law by um, stepping in and caring for her on a, on a almost full-time basis at one point while we were struggling with caregivers and getting her back to, you know, baseline to be able to bring other family members in. But that's because that was my, my catchphrase for the year, family first. And whenever somebody said, well, What's going on with you this year? Family first. And this year I do have a catchphrase for this year. Divulging it yet. But that's why 
for meaning New Year's resolutions, were they good or bad? Both. And we will continue to talk about this conversation and dive even deeper into it. But it is time for our first break. So we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about New Year's resolutions and are they good? Are they bad? Can they be successful? Um, what creates the success in them and the failure in them? And can they be both? And you still have a great outcome. So thank you for joining me tonight. You are listening to Emotional Elevator by me, Sandy Bird. So thank you. Are you living a life of psychological trauma or suffering from an addiction? Are you ready to learn new techniques to elevate your emotions without sustaining or obtaining them from substances that are not good for your mind or body? Then continue to tune into Emotional Elevator with trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach, Sandy Bird, where you will learn techniques to elevate your emotions that don't require a magic pill, food, or impulsive behavior. Listen to Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to sandy at emotionalelevator.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Of course, I've been talking about New Year's resolutions. Are they good or bad? Can they be successful? Or sometimes what creates the failure in them? And as I mention a lot, um, I do work with people that suffer from addictions and severe traumas. And I am a recovering emotional eater. And going forward, New Year's resolutions... When you have a resolution, you should have a plan to dive deep into why. Why do you feel, and I already mentioned the two biggest New Year's resolutions, if you weren't here in the first part, are going to the gym and losing weight. Success rate on it is not that high for losing weight. It is in the beginning. And then you, if you ever really look at the statistics, it goes up. High and then it kind of plateaus and then it goes down. Because most people, when they do weight loss as a New Year's resolution or even going to the gym, the first three months are the the ecstatic, the excitement, the doing this, I can do this. But until we start working on that inner core, and I don't mean your abs, your core, your inner, your inner core, your inner being. 
that little child in you that grown up in you that has all these deep rooted, deep seated beliefs, feelings about yourself. So what I mean by that is losing weight. As I've said, I am very competitive and I've done many challenges where I've lost weight in the beginning of the year. And then by May, when uh, the summer comes, I'm gaining it back. Why? Because maybe there's something in May that triggers me. So now I'm emotionally eating again. I can curb my emotional eating during certain times. But then when I got triggered, that's when I would fall off the wagon and say, but it's the same thing with the gym. If you go to the gym and you start being successful and you're working out and you're building that muscle and then all of a sudden you end up Easter eating a piece of chocolate and you're triggered by it and all of a sudden you're like, I'm a lazy slob. And then you don't go to the gym anymore. It's getting to the deep, the deep reasons why you fail. And yet you can still be successful, but it's more what I would love to see if we're going to do these New Year's resolutions, which, as I said, I like to promote that people pick a month during the year to come up with something that they want to focus on within themselves, not an external or something visual or something external. Let's just say external. How about working on something internal. So part of what I like to create is vision vision boards, but to me, they're attitude boards. It's how do I want to adjust something in my life? And right now I'm kind of looking at, if you don't see, it's like taking time in nature, um, self-confidence, self-love, and then putting strategies behind it, picking a month. February could be for me all about self-love. And I take that month, like pick each month, do something for yourself. And that's where I feel we are more successful because when you start, like, as I mentioned just a few months ago, I found out I have been losing weight and it's because I really have gotten to the point where I see what my triggers are. And now I know when I'm triggered, let me go do something healthy, not go what is that ice cream doing for me in that moment? What was that? What was those pretzels doing for me in that moment? Were they nourishing me? No. What they were doing was me using that to not work on why I was triggered. What was triggering me? And that's why a lot of times New Year's resolutions end up not being as successful being successful in the beginning because you're you're focused on that. You are focused on that one thing, that weight loss, that exercise, whatever that New Year's resolution is, and you're focused on it. And then all of a sudden something happens and you get snap of a finger, you're triggered. And then you're, oh my gosh, no, no, what was I doing? And why am I doing this? And that's why it's so important to dive deep, get into that. Because I treat a New Year's resolution the same thing as rehab or addiction therapy is you've got to, everyone can basically give up an addiction, but if they're not doing it so that they can dive deep within themselves, they're going to go back to it when they're triggered. 
And that's why it is very important when people would just go and get therapy or go and start working on themselves for someone else. And I talk a lot about that when I talk about my addiction and obsession and when people have worked with me and when they say, yes, I really want to work with you because blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, you really don't want to work with me. Let me know when you're ready. Well, I need to work with you. And I'm, no. And that's the same thing what our New Year's resolution is. It's that need for that strive to succeed in something. When why can't we just be successful within ourselves by changing a thought, changing a belief, changing a condition? Because that's what I think is more important. Like if you just took the whole calendar and picked February, self-love, Valentine's Day, I'm going to spend the month self-love. Well, what would that mean? That would mean you spend doing things that brings you joy. It makes you feel love within yourself. Another point of a New Year's resolution is if you're doing it with somebody. And you're doing it because they're doing it. And all of a sudden, it's the camaraderie of the New Year's resolution. Well, let's say you get in a fight with that someone. Let's say it's a significant other that you're struggling in a relationship with. Now, all of a sudden, you're tied in this New Year's resolution you really think it's going to be successful or you just want to get in with that, that group. So you decide, Oh, I'm, I'm going to do this new year's resolution at the gym to do this yoga class three days a week or this workout class three days a week, or I'm going to go play racquetball three days a week with this group or pickleball. Pickleball is a new latest and greatest fad. What happens when all of a sudden a, you get an injury. B, you're arguing or you're just not seeing eye to eye with somebody. What happens then? Do you continue or do you just give it up? And that's what having that strong diving in deep becomes so valuable when you are working on something like a New Year's resolution. Because when you do get that diving in deep, you end up figuring out that A, this is not what I really want to do. I'm doing it because of A, B, and C. But let me find something else that I can do. So I always, every month, I pick a month where I do more of yoga um, a year. It's just one month. I just, and then what happens if I really enjoy it? It ends up following me as it, as the months go on. Or if it's something where I'm like, and I start, so I started where I take a different class, a, a form of yoga that I've never done before. That way I'm getting a taste. Do I really like it? Am I not? I'm not committing to it. And that's the problem. Sometimes when we get into these New Year's resolutions, we're committing to something with our mind or mind, but we're not committing in our heart and in our soul with it. And that's where kind of the failure comes in, because until we can commit to it on a greater level and dive into it on a spiritual and inner level, success rate is not going to be as high. But that's why, like I was saying, 
create instead of a New Year's resolution, create a monthly, a monthly attribute for you. So, like I said, February self-love. Do everything that you would want to do for yourself, self-love. If it's going and eating at this restaurant, or if you really like Italian food and you're significant other or your friends don't like Italian food, go by yourself and eat Italian food. If it's going to the mountains and going to Boggan, but nobody else likes doing it, go do it for yourself. Because that's what I feel a resolution should be. And if you quickly say no to things because other people say no, ask yourself. That's where you've got to dive in and say, why, why don't I? Why do I do what everybody else is doing? Why am I following mainstream? What is the challenge there? What is the challenge there? So if I could help you and pick a New Year's resolution, don't have a New Year's resolution. Have a new, new resolution. Come up with things to change within you. Because you can work out, you can lose weight, you can get that Botox, you can get all of these external, I want to say external facades of ourselves. But when are we really going to start focusing on working on the internal part of us? Because when you're conditioned to think, oh, I'm lazy. Oh, I give up all the time. How are you going to succeed? The gym. Oh, I'm fat. I'm a slob. How are you going to succeed at a diet? Or, oh my gosh, I just got triggered. So I'm going to eat ice cream. Because many a times, a lot of my addiction therapy and my clients who have suffered from addictions, we come up with these plans and they end up into a healthy environment or a healthy I don't want to say healthy addiction um, because sometimes that's what it turns into, but they become like, okay, well, now that I'm diving into what created the addiction and what was it? Was it that I've been feeling shame because I was um, abused as a child? Am I feeling shame because I was raped? Am I feeling shamed because I sucked as a parent? Am I feeling guilt because I sucked as a parent? Am I feeling this? So I'm just going to feed my emotions with this food or this other thing. But when you start putting a resolution in there that challenges you and all you're doing is saying, oh yeah, I can do that. And you do it, but you don't work on that feeling that created that in the first place, that created that emotional eating. But there's a lot of people out there that have very high success rates on doing New Year's resolutions and love the New Year's resolutions. And the reason they have success rates is because they have worked on themselves. So when they challenge themselves to do a marathon, 10K, um, an Ironman, the reason some of them have such a success rate and continue to strive for more is because they have worked on it. They've worked on that feeling of failure. They've worked on that feeling that they're not good enough. Well, now that they know and they've obtained that level that, you know what? I am good enough. I can do this. I'm going to do this. 
That's why they have those high level of success rates because they've worked on that in, inner person, not just the outer person. Oh my goodness, it's, it's almost, it is time for our second break. The time is flying tonight. So what is your take on a New Year's resolution? Do you see success and how it can be successful? Or do you see that sometimes we fail when we're not embracing the reason why we're doing the New Year's resolution or we're not embracing the inner core work that we need to do? So again, I am Sandy Bird. Thank you for joining me tonight on Emotional Elevator. And we will be right back from a break. Are you living a life of psychological trauma or suffering from an addiction? Are you ready to learn new techniques to elevate your emotions without sustaining or obtaining them from substances that are not good for your mind or body? Then continue to tune into Emotional Elevator with trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach, Sandy Bird, where you will learn techniques to elevate your emotions that don't require a magic pill, food, or impulsive behavior. Listen to Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to sandy at emotionalelevator.com. Now, back to the program. Well, welcome back. So as I was saying in the first part of the show, that the reasons why we have strong success rates when we have New Year's resolutions is if we have already done the inner work on letting go of those deep-rooted, deep-seated beliefs, feelings, thoughts that we have about ourselves. And sometimes we fail when we don't start working on the inner core. We just see this as a challenge that we can we can overcome. And that's what's so important about for me, not necessarily focusing so much on the New Year's resolution itself, but just on working on why do we feel the need, maybe even to compete? Why do we feel the need to even compete? Why do we feel the need to challenge ourselves? Why can't we just be? That's another good topic. Why can't we just be? And what is it that we, we see within ourselves that others might not see? And I love to see New Year's resolutions and people have such high success rates because not only are they focusing on what they put down as a resolution, but also what they're doing for themselves. 
while they're doing the resolutions, like therapy or working with a coach to obtain the success rates that they want to obtain by having those deep conversations about why do you feel you can't, why, why do you feel you can't work out four days a week? Why do you feel like you have to work out four days a week? It's getting into those conversations and having those conversations and realizing sometimes that we go along with mainstream or, oh, well, my friends are doing this New Year's resolution to do this. So I'm going to do it. Then think about it. Are you doing this for yourself or for other people? And why do you feel you need to do it? Feel like you belong. That's another big topic. But as I was explaining, sometimes what I like to do with my clients is talk about taking a month and just putting a, a thought on each month of the year and seeing where that leads you. Like I already mentioned February, self-love. Starting out the new year, new year with value, worth, um, tax time, ex exploring nature. I mean, there are so many aspects of ourselves like self-sabotage. Why do we always procrastinate around taxes or something as easy as that? Like, why do we procrastinate certain times of the year what, what can we do better during these certain times of the year? Because that's basically what a resolution is, is we're striving to resolve something. And we always think that the new year is going to change something. Like we, I mean, I, I was, I was that, you know, the ball drops and it's like, it's a new year. Everything's great. Everything's perfect. And then you realize everything you had from the year before, you've carried over into the new year. So how was it all changed? Like, what are we doing to change it? And we make these resolutions as a, it's almost like it's so we will dive into ourselves. What is it that we need to work on this year within ourselves? But we don't see it that way as we have chosen to commercialize it and be the gym or weight loss. And what about those people who go to the gym already all the time and who are very healthy and thin? What is their resolutions? Or do they not have resolutions? That's a question I think I need to go out in the community and ask. But I mean, think about it. If you're already doing the things that are the biggest resolutions, what? What do you do instead? What is it you work on instead? Because like this year for me, there's a lot of things I'm working on and it's not a resolution. It's just things I want to work on within myself, things that I want to enhance, things that I want to continue to improve on. There's qualities I want to enhance and there's qualities I want to improve. So that's what my year is about, is it's those qualities, those attributes, my traits, say. I feel like now I've just called myself a purebred or something, but it's those, those 
traits I want to continue to improve within myself, the attributes that I see in myself that I want to enhance, that I want to highlight, that I want to continue to bring forward. That's what New Year's resolution should be. And then you'll see that you can do a lot more of what a New Year's resolution is if you just start working on the inner self. And that will lead to these other performances. And that's what I want to talk about tonight, about a New Year's resolution, whether bad or good. And next week, our big topic is going to be trauma bond. Do you really have to be in trauma to have a trauma bond? Can you have bonds with people and not necessarily be around trauma? Or can you have relationships in your life that keep you in your trauma bond? Because that's a big topic next week as well for me and things that I uncovered for myself within my life and within others around me and even some of my clients where sometimes we get trapped in those bonds, not because they're trauma, because they keep us in that trauma, psychological trauma. And that's some of what resolution is about is the psychological trauma we play on ourselves and how it can correlate with the New Year's and how we expect or accept behaviors within ourselves. And we want to erase them by doing a challenge when what we need to do is work on them to release that energy around that that trait. So this has been a great topic on New Year's resolutions tonight. And if you ever need to reach out to me, of course you can reach out to me at sandybird.com or even the email, emotional elevator, sandy at emotional elevator.com or even my own personal email at sandybirdcoach at gmail.com. Um, there's many ways to reach out to me on many platforms. And I really want people to understand that we need to get away from these normalized categories like New Year's resolutions and how they can be damaging to people who already are not strong enough in their strong enough in their characteristics to handle more, I don't even want to call it a failure, more challenges from a New Year's resolutions, because I don't really like that word failure, because um, they're all lessons in life. In a New Year's resolution, when you start saying, oh, I'm going to go to the gym, and then you, you know, a month in the gym go, I don't want to go to the gym today. Well, what are you doing? Are you reliving what has been playing in your mind? Have you really worked on that, that recorder in your mind to get rid of that? Yes. And if you're listening to me, I'm acting like I'm winding up my, my head with a recorder because we do, we have these conversations with ourselves that just get us out of these resolutions, these 
heightened times of our life when we see a challenge and we're like, oh, I'm going to write a resolution. I'm going to do it. And then a month later, we're, oh, yeah, how is your resolution going? Oh, it's not going good. And that's the problem I see a lot with clients is that we say, oh, you you, you did a re resolution? Oh, okay. Well, how's it going? Oh, well, you know, I mean, I joined the gym. It was a dollar. And now I really can't afford the $30 a month. And Well, why did you join the gym? Well, you know, because I really want to get back in shape. Okay. Why is it you want to get back in shape? Well, because it makes me feel better. Well, why aren't you feeling good? I mean, it's going in and diving into those questions, getting that into that deep seated. Like, well, everyone I know was doing it. Yeah, it was a challenge at work that we all go down. If people are back at their offices, some companies have um, workout rooms, and it's very great to be able to work out with everyone, but sometimes those challenges can be detrimental to somebody else who has physical ailments. And that's another thing with us promoting these New Year's resolutions around fitness and weight loss when there are people with very strong illnesses or physical features that they can't work out as much. I'm someone who I can work out, but I can't lift but so many days a week. So for me, yoga is my practice, but I never am going to put on a New Year's resolution that I'm going to amp up at the gym. I'm going to continue where I'm at because that is what's good for me. But that's what this conversation has been about, is about the New Year's resolution. And why do we even put that pressure on ourselves around this time of year? Why do we come off of some people who haven't grasped feeling Christmas and done the commercialization and done the material materialization of Christmas? And now you're putting pressure on yourself to obtain another level of perfection or another level of pressure in yourself. So it is time for another break. Thank you for joining me tonight on Emotional Elevator. This is Sandy Bird. And of course, like I said, you can reach out to me at Sandy Bird, Sandy at emotionalelevator.com or sandybirdcoach at gmail or even my website, sandybird.com. And thank you for joining me. And we still have a little bit of time left. I might even do something a little different in that time. So we're going to go to our last break. Are you living a life of psychological trauma or suffering from an addiction? Are you ready to learn new techniques to elevate your emotions without sustaining or obtaining them from substances that are not good for your mind or body? Then continue to tune into Emotional Elevator with trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach, Sandy Bird, where you will learn techniques to elevate your emotions that don't require a magic pill, food, or impulsive behavior. Listen to Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. 
You can also send an email to sandy at emotionalelevator.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Now, if you just saw me, I was reaching down because I meant to put something up because I wanted to see if I had enough time to do this. And because what I really want to do um, that I love to do going into a new year is doing a little bit of breath work. And that's just getting you ready for what comes for you this year. It's, it's just a rolling calendar. And that is the biggest thing I like to talk about with my clients is when we all talk about, oh, it's a new year. Great. Wonderful. Have we really changed anything? It's still a rolling calendar. Like this year, if you're in the States, it's an election year. It's a leap year on the calendar. So anyone who has moved down the 29th, you got to go all out for them because they have a birthday this year. But it's just really, it just rolls. It's a rolling calendar. This, things really stop. I know back in 1999, we were really concerned if the world was going to stop at 1999. but it didn't. So that is a big thing. We make this big heightened New Year's resolution as a big thing when we should just be doing resolutions every month for ourselves or doing restoration for ourselves. That's a good word. We should call it res resolution if you want to do something. Uh, restoration, like restore yourself, renew yourself. Resolution is basically resolve something in yourself. What is it you need to resolve in yourself? What is it you need to fix? We don't need to fix things. We just need to work on things. We just need to see what our triggers, what triggers us to do things like I did, emotional eating. So I have basically two minutes here and I kind of want to do what I do every New Year's and it's a breath work. For the new year, it's basically looking back at the last year and letting it go. So I kind of want to do this one with you tonight because I think it it's very beneficial to do something like a breathwork. Laughter yoga is my big thing, but I'm also a breathwork um, facilitator in the area. So what I want us to do together is just we're going to take three good deep breaths in. So you're listening to me, you're watching me, just you can close your eyes, you can just settle in where you are. But we're going to take three cleansing breaths and it's going to be basically a six count in. You're going to hold it for a two count and then just let it out. So we're going to start doing that. We're going to do three good cleansing breaths. So just breathe in, two, three, four, five, six, hold, one, two, let it out. If you're at home and you want to sigh it out, scream it out, just blow it. Make sure you're blowing it out of your mouth because that way you're releasing that pinned up energy within you. So we'll do it two more times. So breathe in, two, three, four, five, six, hold, one, two, let it out. I'm going to do it one more time. This one's going to be good. So we're going to breathe in, one, Two, three, four, five, six. Hold one, two, and let it out. And now, what I want you to do is just kind of get comfortable. If you're sitting in a chair, if you're laying in a recliner, if you're driving, please don't do this. But 
if you are driving, just kind of get comfortable because you still can imagine as I talk you through this. But the breath I'm going to do tonight is a four count breath. And what a four count breath in is you breathe in two, three, four, hold two, three, four, breathe out two, three, four, hold out two, three, four. Okay, you're going to do that two more times. Breathe in two, three, four, hold in two, three, four, breathe out two, three, four, hold out two, three, four. I want to continue doing that as I guide you through this guided meditation. But I want you to focus on your breath. And you can close your eyes or keep it open. But like I said, breathe in two, three, four, hold in two, three, four, breathe out two, three, four, hold out two, three, four. First, I want you to look back on 2023. Think about what you want to leave behind or let go from 2023. Now imagine you have a balloon in your hands. The balloon represents 2023. This balloon is going to be filled with everything you want to leave behind or let go. Now it's time for us to start blowing up this balloon. I want you to blow it up with all the feelings, thoughts, emotions, and beliefs you choose to leave behind. Blow in feelings you are choosing to leave behind. Blow in any thoughts you're choosing to leave behind. Blow in any emotions you're choosing to leave behind. And blow any beliefs you're ready to leave behind. Continue to blow until you leave behind everything that doesn't serve you. When you are ready, I want you to tie that balloon. Tie it tight. I want you to say goodbye and thank 2023 for all the lessons you have learned from the things you're choosing to let go of. You were strong and courageous for letting go. Feel the excitement of letting go. Now release the balloon. See the balloon floating away. Hear the wind carrying it away. The balloon is getting harder to see. Feel the joy and excitement filling your whole body, embracing every sense in your body. The balloon is gone, and so is 2023. Now let's breathe in deep. Hold it and sigh it out. You have let go of 2023. Now I want you to look in front of you. There's a door. It's 2024. This door represents how and when you want to open it. You would choose to walk into 2024. It's your choice. Thank you for listening to the Emotional Elevator Show. Thank you. Sandy returns Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, start elevating your emotions and stop riding the emotional elevator that is stopping you from living the life you deserve.